0: Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Mesa Christian Church. So Luke like shamed me. He's like, oh, the millennials are coming with their iPads. Well, I didn't kill any trees. (laughs) So I'm going to read off my iPad. (laughs) Um, So how are we going? We're still awake? We're still good? Awesome. All right. Uh, So I haven't actually seen this. Oh, that's very nice. Okay, so the message tonight that I've coined is called Don't Run. And every time I say it in my head, I'm like, don't run, dun-dun, like from, like, Law and Order. <laughs> so that's how it goes <laughs> in my head. <laughs> don't run, dun, dun. So every time I say don't run, just imagine that, because I'm not going to say that again. Um, So I really wanted, um, at youth last week, I preached a bit on um, Paul, and I really wanted to speak on Paul again, and I, on Saturday morning after I was asked to do it, I was like, okay, and I read through, like, all of Acts and all of Romans, and God was like, what are you doing? I don't want you to talk on Paul. I'm like, dang it. So we're going to read from Jonah. (laughs) So we'll start at Jonah 1, and I practice these names, and I will stuff them up. I'm really sorry. I did practice them. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went abroad and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. So all of the youth know that I preached about a shipwreck last week. So who knew that there were so many like ship-related things in the Bible, right? Like, again, not an original story when you watch Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, So I'll keep going, sorry. The captain went to Jonah and said, how can you... Hang on, have I missed something? Nope, I'm all good. (laughs) Uh, The captain... No, I have missed something. What does it say? Uh, Jonah went below deck. I've missed a bit. (laughs) The captain went to him and said, how can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us so that we will not perish. Then the sailors said to each other, come, let us cast lots to find out who is responsible for this calamity. They cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. Coincidence? I think not. Uh, So they asked him, tell us who is responsible for making all this trouble for us. What country do you do? Where do you come from? What's your country? From what people are you? He answered, I am a Hebrew and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. This terrified them and they asked, what have you done? They knew he was running away from the Lord because he'd already told them so. The sea was getting rougher and rougher, so they asked him, what should we do to you to make the sea calm down for us? Pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied, and it will become (laughs) calm. I know that it's my fault that this great storm has come upon you. Instead, the men did their best to row back to land, but they could not, for the sea grew even wilder than before. Then they cried out to the Lord, Please, Lord, do not let us die for taking this man's life. Do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man, for you, Lord, have done as you pleased. Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. At this, the men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. Now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. So this is a story that we're all fairly familiar with. It's pretty standard sort of um, children's church. <laughs> so Jonah's asked by God to go to Nineveh and share the gospel because the city became wicked, and God wants them to be saved. But he, like, legged it immediately, um, didn't even consider following what God asked. He was probably like, uh, no, thank you, God. No way. I've heard about those people. Uh, what if I go and they bash me up? What if I go and they kill me? Uh, So probably lots of what-ifs ran through his mind, which ultimately led him to run away from God, thinking that if he just sailed away to Tarshish, that God wouldn't be able to see him anymore and God wouldn't know what he'd done. But as we all know, our God is an all-seeing and all-knowing God. So let's just take a second to step away from Jonah's actual story because has God asked you to do something and lots of what-ifs ran through your mind, like you armed and you are and you're like, oh God, I'll think about it and then you just hope that God forgets what he asked you to do or maybe you forget what God asked you to do and sometimes you feel like that on your heart and you're like, nah, catch ya, like you run out of there um, because like, I know I've been there and I think that there are people in this room who are running from God, but tonight he's actually calling you back. Um, so when God, uh, when Tim actually asked me to become a youth leader at first, I was like, ah, no. <laughs> that was my I was like, no, way, I don't want to do that. But then God was like, no, that's what I want to do. So we all run from God. Anyway, but God actually sent a large fish to swallow Jonah after he was thrown aboard. He didn't leave Jonah to drown, but he also didn't just want to say to Jonah, oh, don't worry about it. You just live a comfortable life. He still wanted Jonah to do what he'd asked and he wanted Jonah to acknowledge that he was Lord Almighty. And I actually took a bit of time to think about this this week and I, I thought of something that maybe other people have considered but I had never considered before when I listened to this story. But like, no one would have ever found right? Like when someone goes missing we don't go around and be like, oh there's whales here, we better go check the whales. Do you know what I mean? Like no one would have ever found him. But The story, in this story, the fish is a bit of a metaphor. So it's a metaphor for when we're using something to hide behind, to hide from God. And guess what? Even though, like, I can't see what you're hiding behind, Tim can't see it, your friends can't see it, your family can't see it, God knows. He sees it. He knows what you're doing. But he's not going to leave you there if you call upon him. So when Jodah was inside the fish, he started praying to God and asking for help, and God came through. So God doesn't leave you in a position where he can't find you or can't see you or can't hear you, and he will come through for you. So Jonah had to wait for three days in the belly of the fish, and I just—I bet it smelled really good in there. Um, he didn't, But he didn't know how long he was going to have to wait in there. He didn't know how long it was going to be. He didn't even know if God was going to come for him. But he just held on to what he did know, which is God is good. Anyway, so God got the fish to vomit him up. But then God didn't just leave him there after that either. He didn't save him and then abandon him. After this, in Jonah 3.2, he said, Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim it, to it the message I give you. So he gave him the same call, the same call again, the one running from it. And from God, Jonah actually followed his call. So God will always give us second chances in life and second chances to be in his family. You can't actually ruin yourself so badly that God doesn't want you anymore. So nothing that you do will push yourself so far away that he won't actually be reaching back to get you. He'll go wherever he needs to find you. He'll even go into the the belly of a fish. And I, I think that Jonah is just a really ultimate redemption story because we can all relate to it. It doesn't matter who you are in this room. At one point or another, you have run from God. You've run from salvation, run from a call, just run from something he said to you. And as I said, people in this room tonight are actively running from God. I really believe that. But God shows us here that he can change our weaknesses into our strengths. Because I always make this joke. I'm a speech therapist. And when I was in high school, I was really, really bad at science. Like, really bad. But to become a speech therapist, which I truly believe that God called me to be. We can't all be missionaries. Um, I had to get a science degree. So, strengths to weaknesses. (laughs) So God can turn that thing that you ran away from to the thing that you run to, because Jonah did go to Nineveh, and those people in Nineveh repented and were saved, all because of Jonah. And isn't that what God has called us all to do? So even though he's caught, sometimes the calls are scary, it, there's a purpose behind it, and there's a reason, and there's something that we can do that will change other people as a result. The story shows us something else. It shows us that people can change. Jonah changed, the people of Nineveh changed, and we can change. You can change. You don't always have to do things the same way that you've always done them. You don't have to be a runner. God can change that about you. You can turn back around and face your problems with God and then take them down. Because I'll be honest, I don't think that Jonah from the Bible was any more brave than any of us. His actions show us that he was actually pretty cowardly. But he still has a whole book in the Bible named after him. And not everyone in the Bible got a book named after them. David didn't get one, Elijah, Noah or Moses. And you know what? Moses actually wrote the first five books of the Bible. So your story isn't over yet. God can help you write the ending that he always intended you to have in your life. He can change that thing that you're currently running from to the thing that you're running towards with him at your side. So don't run from God. Don't run. You'll be glad you didn't.